Welcome to The Healing Space, a black and queer mental health podcast geared toward proving there's more than one way to heal. I am Sensei Raven Ekundayo. And I am Brandon Harris-Williams. And this is BQNU, a year in review. Come on, Ryan. Come on. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Yes. Got it all on your own? All on my own. Okay, it happens sometimes. It's sometimes. You know. I mean, some. Young, times. gifted, and black. That's you? Mm-hmm. We're still youthful. Still youthful. <laughs> okay. You tried it. I didn't You try tried it. it. You just had a birthday. So did. Confirming did. Things. 40 years young. 40 nice. years young. Go word it. Thanks. Indeed. Words <laughs> matter. They do. Mm-hmm. And they do mean things They well. do mean things. Okay. Listen, be clear. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So, this is the last BQ&U of 2019, and it's a year in review, you know? Mm -hmm. So, we're going to talk about a lot of different things that have taken place during the course of 2019, the ups, the downs, the lessons, the blessings, and we are joined by two awesome guests to be able to go through this journey with us. First of all, he is the MVP of BQ&U, Mr. George Hill. Welcome, welcome, sir. (laughs) Come on, Dan. What's up, y'all? How you doing? (laughs) Wow, this sound is coming through strong right now. That sound real country when I said that, though? <laughs> I probably did. What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think it wasn't country until you made it country. I think the first time. Was yeah, we were, we were going to keep talking. But then when you said it, I was like. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's country. But no, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. We're happy that you're here to close out the year with us. <laughs> And his very first time on the healing space, having his cherry popped. Everybody, please welcome Michael Ward, guys. Welcome, welcome. Woo! I'm a virgin to the mic. Come on. <laughs> we have uh, a few thespians up in here today. Come on. Okay. Blackters, yes. Blackters, come on. I like it. Yes. I heard blackters, but never thought blackter. I don't know why. <laughs> but that works. It does. It does, indeed. So, okay. Okay. We are going to flow into the check-in. So, for those of you who aren't familiar, Misfits, that are listening, because the check-in, I think this is maybe only the third time that we've done the check-in so far, because I started it, like, after I got back from the hiatus, uh, after our anniversary. So, the check-in is kind of like what we used to do when we would talk about our weekends and everything, but it's a little bit more focused now. Mm -hmm. So, if there's, you know, anything that's going on in our lives recently, could be life-changing, could be something simple that we want to share with the misfits, that's our check-in. A way of just being able to kind of heal from the start before we get into maybe some heavier stuff and things of that nature. So, who would like to go first as far as their check-in? I'm looking at the guests. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> Do you think we should go and kind of warm them up for yes, the check-in? Please go, warm us up. Because <laughs> this is actually George has only done like when we did weekends and stuff so, before yeah, yeah. was literally like probably episode My three of the podcast. Are sweating right now, because right. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode eighty-seven, and I think the last time he actually did a check-in was episode three. Right, the first one. Mm, yeah. So wow. No, that was episode seven. Because hey. BQs and U's are always seven. So, so yeah. <laughs> You're just here. I, I am. I am that. I am just here. But you can't be. But you can't be. It's just here. I'm like, participating. Okay. I'm talking. Indeed. They can hear me. They can. They can. Mm-hmm. Because words matter. And we, they we, mean things. And they do. It's the recurring thing. We're gonna come back to, to it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So whenever I say words matter, you know what to say after I that. Do. Indeed. I do. We're going we're going to quiz people on that at the end of the show. <laughs> Call and answer like church. What's today is Sunday? Mm-hmm. Okay. Look, look. Ooh, you'll be all better. Wait a minute. George and Mike were taking aback. They were like, it is Sunday. You can always tell the heathens, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. What today is? Right. We will go to church on today. Okay. They said I had a few things I was gonna say, but now that you said it was Sunday, I may have to rethink that. Show your testimony. Mm-hmm. If you got one, is that the check? Like, <laughs> where he brought me from? Well. <laughs> okay, so I guess I'll step up and do my check-in first. So for my check-in, I guess it's pretty much after coming back from vacation, uh, there was quite a bit of chaos happening on campus when I got back to my job, and a lot of it had to do with the kids on my caseload and that was quite a headache. There were fights, there were people getting put out, and I, like, my caseload was stellar. I was like the only person on my team that hadn't lost a kid since I became a life coach. And I was like, and now I'm gonna be losing a kid. And so that pissed me off a little bit. But uh, it was was chaotic, like this past week was really stressful. And I'm like, I did not plan to come back from LA and then immediately go into chaos at work. That's not what I was here for. So um, a part of me actually didn't want to work on Thanksgiving and Black Friday, but I was only there for a few hours, so it was no big deal. But uh, even then when I went on campus, normally when we do a few hours on holidays, we know that the kids aren't paying any attention to us, you know. Now Thanksgiving was different because we wanted to make sure that they knew that they had us even if they didn't have family. So of course they interacted with us for breakfast, lunch, things of that nature. But when I went there on Black Friday, I was thinking I was gonna see nobody. I saw more people on Black Friday than I do on Thanksgiving. I was like, mm-hmm. I didn't come here to work on life skills with y'all today. I just wanted to be quiet, to be in my office, to work on my notes. I did not want that. But uh, but yeah, so it was a little stressful. Um, also, getting back to sleeping, my, my proper sleep pattern. I've been really off since coming from California. So I was going to sleep at like, one night I went to sleep at 8 o'clock. One night I went to sleep at 10 o'clock. And I was like, this isn't life. Like, I don't go to sleep at 8 and wake up at like 2 a.m. and I'm just sitting like, all right. But finally, I started going back to sleep again and waking up at the proper time. Um, I naturally wake up at 7 a.m. So the first morning that that happened again, I think it was this past Wednesday, I was like, yes. (laughs) It was weird. I woke up last Sunday at 11 a.m. I was like, I feel like half my day is gone. This is the worst. (laughs) Did you say that? (laughs) Good sleep. Okay. It just, oh, I'm so close to 12. If I wake up and there's a PM, I feel like I'm a failure. Like, this is, mm-mm. <laughs> but yeah, so so that's my check-in. It's quiet back here. 5.30 AM knows me. So, okay, so who wants to check in next? I'll go. It's okay. Fine. No, she's talking about sleep though. Um, it's funny, you're talking about you, your sleep pattern is off, mine is off too, but I've been staying up much later than normal. So mm-hmm. like, Insomnia has been crazy. Um, yeah, because I typically am like a night owl, but this has been trash the past couple of weeks. I've been up to like <laughs> three, four, five, like six o'clock, and it's like, what are we, what are we doing? Like staring at the ceiling. Like I don't understand. So I got um, melatonin, like towards the beginning of this week, and I took it like one night. Kind of helped, mm-hmm. but this like say they don't take too much, and then you'd be like groggy the next day. Right, I'm gonna have to take at least two or three because it's just not. It's, it's not, not working. It's not working. No. Um. So there was that. 
And then Thanksgiving was this week. Um, so that was good. Um, I got to go spend time with my best friend and her family mm-hmm. um, for the holidays. So that was good because I didn't go home to Illinois. So it was fun. Um, I think that was all this week, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I take into consideration with us that we were on the last episode. Right. So a lot of our checking is already done, kind of. So yeah. They want us to go first. Right. First. <laughs> so. so we'll leave the newbie for last. So George, what about your check-in? Um, my check-in. My week was good. Um, this week, of course, was Thanksgiving week, and I planned to go home to North Carolina, but I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna wait till Christmas to go home. So I just uh. Basically cooked a meal at my house. I had turkey, dressings, um, cranberries. Even though I hate cranberries, I don't know why. Do you like cranberries? I love cranberries. I'm such a, okay. I'm sorry, but yeah, but it's, not a family, it's a family tradition. I thought, well, it's not gonna be right if I don't have them. I don't know why, it was just me eating. Um, but let me tell you this though. The Patty LaBelle macaroni and cheese in a box. Yeah. It specifies in a box. It, 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 it is so good. She put her whole ankle in the macaroni and cheese. Come that's on, Patty! The I ankle. Should, I should have bought two. I mean, that's how good the macaroni and cheese was. So if you're in Walmart, I think it's something Walmart, get you a box of Patty's macaroni and cheese. So yeah. It was just a real relaxing Thanksgiving that I had to work Saturday, and now I'm here with you guys. Mm-hmm. So it was a good, it was a good week. Yeah. That's what's up. I didn't know she was making all that stuff. Just she's the queen of Thanksgiving now. She yeah, has barbecue sauce stuff too. It's really good for diabetics. Yes. I was just about to ask that because I know she's. Really good. Oh, okay. So is it just not as? Well, she's diabetic, so I figured it would be something that's like can cater to that. That okay, gotcha. That. I want to say demographic, but that doesn't even sound <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? I was going to say <laughs> lifestyle. That really doesn't sound right. I mean, that fits. <laughs> Better, I, guess. I just don't like that word lifestyle for some reason. I don't know. I just, <laughs> what is it's not talking about someone's. Never mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Like it, Come so on. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Everybody's smart here, I think. So, yeah. <laughs> like, where is this conversation going? That went so well. Save the best for last. It's all about me. Anyhow, Virgo. Um, Virgo. Yes. Complete um, Virgo. Yeah. So, my week, I, I flew back from Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, or as my uh, mentor calls it, Indiana, no, or India, Indiana, Take no your time. Place. Take your time. I know. Okay, listen, y'all. <laughs> I'm nervous. They got me in here. Okay, so um, so I flew, so I flew from um, India, no place is what I was trying to say, uh, with my uh, my uh, mentor, Dr. Bailey, um, had me as a guest for a brother. United Wellness Network. I apologize, they just had a name change. But they had a 20th anniversary and World AIDS Day reception and it was just a beautiful experience being around uh, people that are passionate about uh, furthering black health in general, but especially HIV AIDS. So it was just a a great time, my first time uh, there. And so flew back and was a little tired Monday, um, Tuesday, Wednesday, when was Thanksgiving? Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> Thanksgiving was Thursday. I got to spend it with my um, extended family down in Nunayan, Georgia, and they take care of me like every year. So I got to talk to my my mama and my daddy. And um, really like this year, we've been really working on our growth as um, our parent-child relationship and growing and evolving and all of those things. So it was just a blessing to really get to talk to my dad. And I never really realized like how funny he is at times and so like even in our conversation like we had that morning before i went 
um, to break bread with the extended family, we just had like a really great conversation. And I just love the space and the place that we're in. And the nigga is funny. So I had, I had never... I had never really, and I probably shouldn't call my daddy a nigga. I'm sorry if you ever listen to this. But, um, I probably shouldn't, but my, my daddy is like really funny. So um, got to, you know, got to enjoy it. And one of the other things I did this year involuntarily, but was so needed is like, I actually disconnected from my phone so mm-hmm. I could be present and I actually show up as my full whole self. Mm-hmm. With my extended family, so maybe about two o'clock that afternoon until the next morning, um, like around seven or eight, I had no cell phone and it was still freeing. It was like I get to show up as my whole self and I can enjoy like the conversation. And it kind of forced me to like engage with people, which is sad to say, but I actually had to communicate verbally um, with family. So that was really good. I worked as well Black Friday. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Raven, I'm sorry. <laughs> For those who can't see, I'm looking at Raven. <laughs> <laughs> so Raven and I talked about that because we both worked um, Black Friday and it was a crazy day um, but yeah it was just a really really great week and then I get to rest this week I'm not traveling and I get to spend my Sunday World AIDS Day with you kids so I'm just excited and happy to be here we're happy to have you <laughs> Nike Nike My, oh, Mikey Mikey oh. Mikey oh. <laughs> well <laughs> embracing the name then hey it'll stick <laughs> oh that makes me feel good i like when i brand things properly it's mm. like i'm easy <laughs> <laughs> well i mean but you, you know. said your nickname <laughs> listen and words matter and words mean things, things. <laughs> <laughs> they do. let's go look up easy <laughs> You better look it up. Really you better. Come on, George. You better. You better say, well, come on. Yeah, listen, we all embrace our inner Blanche. <laughs> listen, or, Rose, or Sophia, because they was all getting it in. They was all getting it <laughs> OMG, I saw this thing. Um, Slightly unrelated, but related to the Golden Girls. Okay. Like, who do you feel like was the best in bed? I didn't watch it enough, so I can't be a part of it. <laughs> that's between I wasn't y'all really three. A Golden Girls fan either. I'm sorry. Okay, so that's George and Brandon. Right. Okay. Who would be the best in bed? Um, low key, I think Rose would Me probably too. be best in bed because she killed somebody. She killed some. She's a thug. She's a goon. You know what I mean? So <laughs> she killed somebody. Yeah, yes, yeah. having sex. Yeah. What? She killed her, hus- her first husband, Charlie. And then she killed another guy too. She I killed think. another guy? I think so. She got yeah. two bodies. And both yes. were in because of sex? Yes. What? What oh. on earth? <laughs> See, I never really watched it. <laughs> no, neither did I. I thought it was just one. It was her husband, but then it was like somebody, I think, on like an early episode or something. Oh, yeah. wow. What she got? Oh, oh. <laughs> what is that cat doing? Oh my god! Oof. Oh, I don't want a picture of Betty White yanking. <laughs> 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 Have you seen a, a young it. pictures of her? Listen, yeah, she was gorgeous. She was, she was gorgeous. yeah, she, she was. was. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was but yeah, I thought that, you know, Rose would probably, I mean, Blanche talks a lot, people talk a lot, you know, they don't really put it down like right, that. Yeah, Rose, see, Rose and then Sophia. Shows and proves. Oh, that part. Sophia. <laughs> and I think Dorothy may have a little bit of anger issues, so she might really put it down on you. 
people with anger issues normally. You do? Yeah. It's the best, yeah. craziest sex of the semester. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look at young Betty, okay? <laughs> Flashbacks. Wow, indeed. Indeed, it'll happen. Can I ask a question? It'll happen. Okay. You just did. Okay, craziest sign that you have had sex with. I know this is kind of veering off what we're talking about. Though. Meaning crazy in bed or their personality in general is crazy? Oh, the best, I'm sorry, the best sign that you've had sex with. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Sorry, that, that was not worded correctly. <laughs> the best sign that I've had, set, had sex with, Sagittarius. Mm, okay, I yeah, can see that. That's easy. Um, and after that's Taurus. Okay. Yeah. All right, I need somebody to speak. We can't have dead oh, air. I'm sorry. Dead <laughs> air. Um, I, I have two as well. I'll okay. probably say Gemini mm -hmm. and then Sagittarius. Yes. Mm -hmm. Damn, Gemini. Shit. Okay, wait. Because Gemini is definitely sure. Yeah. But mm -hmm. see, for me, all of my sex with Gemini is almost always oral. It's very rarely penetration. Oh. So that's the only reason why I said Taurus and Sag, because I usually go all the way with both of them. Both of those. But right. Gemini is my most consistent sexual partner. Mm. So I have sex more often with Gemini Geminis. than I do anybody else. Yeah. But as far as, yeah, when, when, I, it, when I walk away, like this has been like life changing each time, Sagittarius. Mm -hmm. It's been with a Libra. <laughs> okay, correct. My, my, my sex with a Libra has uh, like, really? like two people my whole life. Yeah, I have very little sex with Libras. <laughs> it's not for lack of wanting. Libras are actually very freaky people. Yeah, they are. It's just that it never ends up happening with us. Like, And I have a lot of Libra cis-hetero friends. A lot. And they're all freaks. Yeah. Okay, so anyway. Your turn. I was just about Mike. to say um, <laughs> My sexual soulmate, which you know that is always questionable, is a Taurus, and um, yeah, mm -hmm. so I just flash. I still have a flashback. Listen, <laughs> I just Listen. I had to lick my lips on it. Just, oh, just okay. think about that. So my sexual soulmate is a Taurus. Mm -hmm. um, he is no longer in the states. Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> but yeah, it's probably Taurus. Probably Taurus. But I always have great sex with Taurus. Taurins in my life. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I think I'm really trying to decide, and I don't know. Um, Sag Virgo, maybe? Yes, okay. Virgos! Mm. <laughs> Sounds about right. I want my sex to be great with Virgo. Okay. Because I've said it on the podcast a thousand times, I feel like Virgo is my ultimate sign. Mm -hmm. But my sex with Virgos have always been some of the driest sex I've had. Damn! Who is not representing? <laughs> That just makes me want to step up and just take one for the Virgo. Are you letting them take the lead or you're taking the lead? I have always had to take the lead with, with Virgos. Virgos. Yeah. And when I've been with Virgos, I've always been the submissive one. But yet I've always had to be the one to take charge. And every time it's uneventful. Which is the diff it's the complete opposite of our energy talking with clothes on. Mm. Talking with clothes on, it's like you just know the chemistry is gonna be amazing. Mm. And then when it comes time for sex, it's like I'm doing all the work. I think What's we've had this on? conversation though, but I think because I'm borderline Leo Virgo, mm -hmm. I got a little bit of fire and there's yeah. some lion in there. Now my Leo sex is always great. But see, so maybe because yeah. I'm on the line of Leo and Virgo. <laughs> I just feel like maybe, you know, take one for the lesson. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> because I've even had awesome sex with Virgos. Like most of the time, relationship conversation-wise, me and Virgos, we tend not to get along. But when it comes to sex, I've mm-hmm. had like awesome sex with Virgos. But it kind of depends. Is it August Virgo, September Virgo? Right. Like, real technical Ooh, about it. Yeah. But uh. See, I, I feel like my sex awesome. with Sagges is often really good because one, Scorpio, b- right. born freak, and then also I'm Sagittarius as well. So it's like I'm having sex with, you know, um, with my people. Right. <laughs> tribe. Right, my tribe, right. So, but also, like, the reason for Taurus is because Taurus have very passionate sex. Very passionate sex. And Janet those have been Taurus, my... Um, right? Who? Janet Jackson. Yes. Mm-hmm. Random to <laughs> but I'm like oh, the, the majority of my long term relationships have all been Taurus. Um, yeah, Taurus and Sagges. Sorry. Sorry. Huh? I'm sorry. So- listen, listen. Life ain't been no crystal stair. <laughs> I'm walking out from this. <laughs> <laughs> listen, it was a hard road, baby. Um, I don't know if that's ever happening again. I think I'm good with that chapter in my life. But. The sex was always on point with every partner I was with. The sex, I've never had bad sex with the Taurus, ever. Always was great. And they were up for doing anything. Okay. And I appreciate that. Because the Scorpio Sag has a very active imagination when it comes to being sexual. So you cannot be a wilting flower when it comes to us. Not at all. Thank you. One thing I love about whenever you're on BQ and you, you always bring the questions out of nowhere. And I appreciate that. <laughs> Indeed. I like that. Um, okay, so now we can make our transition into culture of pop. Okay. Indeed. And I know I told you on the last episode that I was going to try to find like a gong or a bell or something mm-hmm. to transition. I think what this episode is finally going to happen. So they probably heard it already. Oh. But <laughs> we're recording before I edit. So, but I think I want to do it. A little lead into, into January, <laughs> adding extra editing for my ass to do as if it's not enough already. Okay. <laughs> level up. Level up, level up, level up. You want to spell a name? C I A R N. Okay, so we're going to go the other way around this time. So that means, Mike, you will be first. Yeah. <laughs> <Hi>. So. <laughs> okay, so culture of pop. So we're talking about review of 2019. Just- as far as like pop culture. So that's books, that's plays, that's movies, that's TV, that's music. So the Virgo in me likes lists, so I made lists. Yes. I I needed a list. So I have a lot. So music is obviously my thing, if you know me, or you want to get to know me. Let me stop. Um, You will know that music (laughs) is is definitely my thing. So probably like this year, probably like this year, um, music-wise, there was a lot of like awesome music that really spoke to my soul. Most recently has to be my girl, Tanache. I am definitely on the boat of Tanache. Now I know that she caters primarily to gay men and a lot of people, we were talking about this earlier, a lot of people don't see her or know of her outside of the internet of Twitter, but Tanache's album was really solid. She's heartbroken, but she has a little bit of, you know, bad bitchness, you know, to, to rebound from that. Heartbrokenness, um, Ariana Grande. I was not a big Ariana fan, but thank you, Next. I was just in a space, you know, <laughs> bye bye X. Um, Don Richard also put out her mm. album, Solange. We had Kaylani. Missy Elliott was like my birthday album, Drip Demeanor. Just a slow wind on the Cayman Islands. Slight flex. Um, and then I feel like I, you know, my ratchet side, the baby released his album, Kirk. 
and then a little Meg the Stallion. I just feel like like they just they provided the balance for me. As far as movies, I really fuck with us. Mm-hmm. Can I cuss? Oh, yes. Shit. Have I already been cussing? You have. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Once again, this you is the this is the military curse. in me. Okay. Thank you, Daddy. Um, I fucked with us. I really felt like that was dope. Um, Jordan Peele. Uh, Black Man in San Francisco, forgive me if that's not the title of it, but um, it was a really beautiful movie. It was a really beautiful um, plot, storyline, friendship, relationship between the two black male characters I really love. As far as like the Joker, Raven and I saw the Joker and we had a really great mental health discussion about it. Mm -hmm. So I think it touched on broader topics for us as far as the Joker. Absolutely. So that was dope. Um, When They See Us, I still, I couldn't make it past the first episode, but from what I've heard of it and the uh, the acclaim and all of that, I just feel like Ava, Ava is beautiful and she can do no wrong to me. Um, I started being human and all the rest of this stuff. But yes, um, <laughs> what else? As far as books, I really love uh, Bassie Ickby. Uh, she has a book, I'm Telling the Truth But I'm Lying, mm-hmm. um, which really spoke to my soul. It really came, the universe brought it to me at a time when I really needed it. And it touches on mental health as well, as far as therapy, um, as far as um, her life story with relationships and having kids, like that really, really, like the universe brought it to me. I needed that at that at that time in my life, um, really as far as books. So that is all I got for you. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> Mr. Hill. Okay. Listen, don't be going. Okay, I was trying to find, because this guy has a whole list over here. I was trying to hey, find. Hey, <laughs> That's like. Such a Beyonce, but I was trying to find um, <laughs> this book. But anyway, so I guess as far as you start with music, right? Yes. Music, um, gosh, like you said, Solange. I really like Solange's album. Um, I liked Raphael Sadiq's album. Mm. My album. husband. How did I forget my he husband? He forgot Raph. Yep. He had a really good album. Um, I'm sorry, Raphael. I loved, uh, I really, really loved Ari Lennox's Shea Butter Baby album. Mm-hmm. I think that was an amazing, beautiful album. It's such a black, black album. I love it. <laughs> and, she's not, and, and not only is she um, an amazing singer, she's also, she's funny. The lyrics are funny, too. So you can kind of also laugh along the lyrics. Um, I, I did like Summer Walker's album, um, Over It. Um, as far as books, I know I'm going to mis- mispronounce his name, which I mispronounce names all the time on this show. Um, <laughs> Tanashi Coates. Tanahasi. Tanahasi, thank you. Uh, <laughs> the Water Dancer, I really enjoyed that book. Um, and unfortunately, with the passing of uh, Toni Morrison, I didn't get back mm. into reading some more of her works, and I read um, Jazz by Toni Morrison. Mm. If you have not read that book, y'all, please read that book. It's a beautiful work by her. Um, as far as films, I know it came out late last year, but I guess me and Raven saw it like at the beginning of the year. Uh, if Bill Street Could Talk was a yes. film. Um, <clears throat> this really great horror film called Greta with Isabelle Hubert, a French actress, which was amazing. And that's a really good movie. Wait, wait, Greta. Greta, Greta. is that the one about the lady who was stalking? Yes, and... on the train. I saw it on the plane. Yes, yes that is a great that's movie. a beautiful film. Yes, um, Greta. She's a great actress. Um... Oh, uh, Kate Blanchett in IFC's The Artist is Waiting. She plays um, an artist um, just doing the last of her, uh, oh gosh, what's the, what is it called? Residency at this museum. It's a really funny, beautiful film. And I think that's it. I think it will be on something covered. 
Okay. Oh my God. So can I add an addition to it that I just remembered that I totally forgot? Absolutely. <clears throat> so Doug Spearman, I totally forgot this. And then I looked at Raven, I was like, oh my God, we saw that too. So Doug Spearman, also known as Chance from Noah's Ark, he is also a uh, director, writer, producer, does it all. So we got to see one of his independent movies called From Zero to I Love You. Mm-hmm. And it was just a beautiful film. It actually stars Daryl Stevens, who played Noah of Noah's Ark. So that's one of my 2019 movies as well, because we got to meet him also. And one of my fangirl moments was uh, originally with the Noah's Ark cast, <laughs> but I did not fangirl out this time with Doug Spearman. It was just a really beautiful time to like, just talk to him. I, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Two more things. I mean, I'll just add into the thing. Uh, I saw a lot of really great live performances this year. Um, me and Raven at the beginning of the year, or toward the beginning of the year, saw a really great uh, play by Eric Dillard, and I forgot the name of Film. Film! Because you're, yes. That was a Because I'm Film. Because I'm Girl. <laughs> That was a beautiful play um, by Eric Dillard, and um, shout out to Jerome Hoskins and Travis Scott for producing and directing that. Um, I got to see my good friend J.L. Reed and Julius Caesar, and he was phenomenal. J.L., who's been on the show. He's been on the show before. Mm-hmm. He's a misfit. And uh, saw some live music. Saw uh, Tedra Moses. Yes. With, uh, two Drink Mikey over here. Yes, and we did. And I got to see some more music, so that was really good, too. So. Go see live art. Go see live black art. Listen, speak, speak. My turn? Yep. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I guess. My list weren't as long because I'm just horrible. I just really don't be keeping up with too much of anything, honestly, with my own world with reruns and old albums. So Mm -hmm. it is what it is. So I won't (laughs) say anything they've already said, though. Um, Homecoming from Beyonce was this year. I really did enjoy that. You know, it's technically, I guess, last year because the Netflix special, whatever was last year with the album, Mm -hmm. came out. let me see. Uh, music. Also, do I, I guess to repeat real quick, Shea Butter Baby from Ari Lennox. Um, also, to shout out Misfits that have been on this show before. So, mm-hmm. Amani K. Soul yeah. had a song earlier this year, Blazing Love. All right. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. uh, Kennedy also did, I guess, a remix. A remix, yeah. Yeah, to his song. Okay. That was this year as well. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Movies. Uh... I saw Hustlers mm-hmm. um, with J-Lo and what is the other actress's name from Fresh Off the Boat? And Constance Wu? Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's her. I'm trying to make sure. Because <laughs> I feel like every time I see her, she looks different, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. Versatility is. That part, yes. right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I saw Hustlers. I saw Dolomite. Um, let's say. Dark Phoenix came out this year. Did, did you see that? Mm, you? Would never. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, a, it was an X-Men movie. So, I mean, you know, take that how you want to take it, whatever. X-Men fan, so I would never. Oh, yeah. oh fair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Lion King remake came out this year. Um, and Game came out this year. I saw both of those. And then, what was the other one? I have not read this year, so it's bad. I have not read books. I've read scripts, but not anything. Come on. So. Give Speak. Scripts. So. <laughs> you set yourself up for that. Come on, give us the scripts. You set yourself up. You got two actors here, you got any scripts. I need I a mean, job. I, come on, speak. It was just pilots from stuff that's already been on, so I can't even remember off the top of my head. Oh, but yeah. Yeah. So, it's nothing it's new Since it was coming from your lips, I was like, I hope he knows what he's doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna be interested, so. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm gonna get somebody to headshot here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's on if my I phone. Have somebody to give it to, I will absolutely email. Yes, email. <laughs> Digital. Uh, okay, so that's it for you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so there was a method to my madness. I, I wanted it to go the other way around because I knew by the time it got to me, y'all would have talked about most of the things that I wanted to say. So I was like, I don't have to worry about saying those things anymore. <laughs> so y'all dealt all the movies that I saw. So all of that's out of the way. So that's great. Uh, as far as music, uh, a dear friend of mine named V. Shane Frederick, like, wore it out in 2019. Pretty much just like every season, he released something else. So he released his uh, LP, which was Lovesome, that came out earlier this year. Uh, if you are into jazz, you absolutely want to listen to him. Uh, he's a musician and a vocalist. Uh, as well as his holiday release that he just released this week, which is called Evergreen. That's his EP. So definitely make sure on all streaming services you can check him out. That is V. Shane Frederick. Check him out. That's music. Uh, for TV, anyone who listens to podcasts knows I can I don't have enough time for all the shows that I want to watch. So I, I caught up on a lot of TV this year. So one would be Dear White People. They had, I believe, was that their third season that they had? So every season is great for me, but I actually think that I love this season more than I have really? any of the others. Uh, for me, it's all about words, because words matter. They mean things. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I love intelligence, and I love when I watch a show and it feels like we're not going to slow down talking for you. You have to keep up with what it is that we're saying. And we have humor that can completely go over your head if you're not paying attention. And that's one of the things I love about Dear White People is that the, the, the words, the script is so smart. Yeah. I like that. Um, there are quite a few people I know who didn't like this season at all. Like I've heard fewer people talk about this season than any that yeah. they've had so far. It which is why you said it wasn't your favorite. Yeah. Um, so Dear White People, then Umbrella Academy. Which I had to go and Google because I thought that that was last year, but it was actually was early 2019. Loved Umbrella Academy. Uh, for anyone who is into comic books and things of that nature, you definitely want to check it out. Uh, it's a great, great show. I won't even get too deep into it. Just know, check out Umbrella Academy. They're preparing for their second season in 2020. Mary J. Blige. Um, yes, Mary J. She, oh, that show was so damn good. It was. It really was. And I was nervous when I saw, when I heard she was going to be in the cast. I was like, I hope she does well. And she did. She did a good job. Like, everybody brought it in that show. And you love to see a show where the whole cast brings it. Yeah. So it's not like you're looking at somebody like, oh, you were the She's one thing. She's been training. That... I'm sorry. She... <laughs> Tasha Smith, Acting Academy. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> Is that what she's she an acting coach? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, she is. Tasha Smith, yeah, yeah. has been uh, coaching her. <laughs> I love that you know me so well that I don't even have to. Okay, yes. Then um, on Amazon Prime, The Boys. Once again, if you're somebody who's into comic books, <laughs> The Boys is was a very adult superhero show. Very adult. Did not go in the direction you would have assumed a comic book show would have gone in at all. Uh, definitely check out The Boys. And then Patriot Act with Hassan Minaj. Uh, that's on Netflix. For any, per for any person who's into, I don't know, just like smart shit. <laughs> he covers everything from tech to fashion to politics. Everything. I love it. And he's smart because he knows that not everyone either has a streaming service or wants to look at something on streaming, they go on YouTube. So he'll have like, his show is only about maybe 30, 40 minutes. He'll give you a whole 25 on YouTube. So is it a talk show? Um, It's like a late night show, okay. but it's different in the sense that only every now and then may he have a guest. Gotcha. You're gonna be standing because he doesn't sit. 
Um, he's walking the stage the whole time. A live audience is there with him. Well, live Netflix. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good, really good, very informative. I I've keep, learned I a keep whole lot. His name pop up. That's yeah. What I'm saying. yeah, I've learned a whole lot watching this show. A lot. And then when it comes to books, uh, Fire by my dear friend D. Rashad Battle. Make sure you check that out if you like nonfiction. Uh, one of the things I love about him is that I am very critical of people when it comes to nonfiction, uh, especially if you're black and queer, because I love to be able to read things that really speak to me. Doesn't have to be my life. You know, as long as it's something where I can tell that you really put your heart and soul into it. Some people, you know, if I can be completely honest, they just want to get something out. So they'll give you something all willy nilly. And you're like, you weren't really into this. But I told him when I read his first book, you could easily be next to Elin and James Earl. Easy. Like he creates whole universes. And so I love being able to support him and tell other people about him. And he's been on the show before. So make sure you check out that episode of D. Rashad Battle. So, the last thing for me when it comes to culture of pop would be something that just happened this past week, which is the elder, who is Billy D. Williams, uh, liberated his spirit by sharing with everyone that he is gender fluid. And I haven't been able to read a lot because it literally just happened. I think it lasts, what, 24, 48 hours, the news has come out. So I haven't read a lot, but from what I've seen so far, people are um, celebrating him. I haven't seen a lot of people like speaking negatively. And before we uh, started the podcast, I was talking to George about how I think this is going to be very interesting because usually those who are older, the boomers and such, uh, try to say that millennials and for those of us who toe the line at the end of Gen X are, you know, doing too much, are too sensitive or making up things, you know, all these different things. But then you get somebody who's older than you. <laughs> and I think that's the thing I love so much. Because like you have somebody in their 80s telling you that they're fluid, mm -hmm. using a particular language that you only belong to us. Right. And now here he is informing you of his truth. And what are you going to do with it? Because you're quick to shame us. Mm -hmm. But what do you do in a space of somebody that is your elder, exactly. you know, or at the very least the same age as you? What do you do with that? So I'm interested in seeing what the conversations are going to be around this now, if they actually talk about it, or if they decide they want to sweep it under the rug and keep it pushing, you know? So I don't know if any of you have any thoughts on it before we move forward. I just love the fact that, that language is probably new to Billy D. Williams Absolutely. too. But that he was willing to say, okay, let me look into this. Let me educate yes. myself about this. Because this is something yes. that I've been feeling probably for a very long time. I just didn't have the language for it. There we go. So let me look into it and let me find out what this actually is and, get, and call it by its proper name so I can learn more about it and learn more about myself in, the, in return. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm happy for him. I think, you know, before we leave this earth, mm -hmm. you know, if we get to own who we are and we get to put our own claim on it without the world putting that on us, that's mm -hmm. always an amazing thing. And even like watching him and Mahogany and uh, Lady Sings the Blues and um, all of the other work that he's done, I feel like this is definitely going to be an inspiration for black actors to come, um, that we can play any role that we want to and that he's he's owning his space before he leaves the story. Not to put anything on you, Billy. Right. But yes. You know, so I'm, I'm happy for him. I really am. Yeah. But, you know, but, yeah, I guess, <clears throat> excuse me, an extension of that, though, yeah, I'm likely saying something 
now while he's still here because you know mm-hmm. so many times we find out all these things after people after leave. yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's good that you can say it yourself but also just so we can still i guess deal with it while you were here as well yeah as opposed to saying well we never really knew that so why are we speculating now why is this a conversation after mm-hmm. they leave i think if you're yourself a part of the conversation or you can lead it i think mm-hmm. that's a good thing absolutely speak oh my god and i have to say too um robin crawford i'm sorry i forgot all about her book as well this year when she came out and told her story before she left with absolutely I think that's good. Do you want to give people a little bit more insight into who Robin Crawford is? So for those who don't know about Robin Crawford, <laughs> uh, so Robin was one of Whitney's long, lifelong uh, friends. They met as teenagers um, in New Jersey, and there have been rumors swirling around for years that they uh, were lovers. Mm-hmm. There was always like this under kind of uh, undercurrent of whispers and things like that. And over the years, her family had shamed her so much about like, you know, Robin was... Uh, bad as far as Whitney and she was jealous of Bobby and it was all of these things that were untrue so Robin finally um, wrote a book and she told her story I don't know the title of it um, I think it's a song for you I think. thank you yes a song for you um, but it pretty much details her relationship from meeting Whitney um, up until the time that she passed and it's just told from her perspective and from everything that I've been seeing um, Interview-wise from her, I think the last interview I saw was uh, her and Jada Pinkett Smith on Red Table Talk. And it's just been, even even with Wendy, like Wendy be trying to fast talk people. But it's always <laughs> just been very respectful. It's, it's just her spirit is full of love. And she talks just very intimately about her relationship with Whitney Houston, about how they were, you know, engaged in a, in a physical relationship. But even deeper than that was the emotional connection and bond that the two of them shared up until the time that Whitney passed and she cleared up a lot of misconceptions as far as people thinking like why she left mm-hmm. from working with Whitney if it was Bobby what she saw with Bobby how her feelings were and so it just it was a really beautiful love letter um as she calls it to to Whitney and she's once again getting to tell her truth while she's still here and she did it in a way that wasn't salacious it wasn't like you know TMZ or any of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff no shade to any of those people that do it but right. it was still just very very beautifully done so. nice and so we'll end Culture of Pop on uh, Billy D in his own words <clears throat> I never tried to be anything except myself I think of myself as a relatively colorful character who doesn't take himself or herself too seriously You see, I say himself and herself because I also see myself as feminine as well as masculine. I'm a very soft person. I'm not afraid to show that side of myself. We all should tap more into our softness. Those were my words at the end, my bad. (laughs) We all should tap more into our softness. And with that being said, we're gonna take a break. And when we come back, it's our year interview. Okay, Misfits, we're back. So we are actually recording this episode of THS on World AIDS Day. So before we get into the actual conversation about our BQ&U year in review, we want to show love and support and speak the names of some brothers, sisters, and non-binary people out here who are on the journey of being HIV positive. So we're going to start with Michael and work our way around. Michael. We got a long list. Okay, so, so blame, <laughs> blame my head and not my heart if I if I know you and I leave your name off this list um, as well. So I just have to preface that. So I would say Art Jackson out of Indianapolis and Brothers United Wellness Network, um, Alvin Ailey, Essex, 
uh, Marlon, Tony Daniels, Sylvester, uh, Emil Wilbekin, Ajamal Miller, uh, Dana Vivian White, uh, Michael McMillan, I'm sorry if I'm saying your last name wrong, uh, Monty J. Wolf out of Brave Soul Collective, also works with Counter Narrative, uh, Morris Singletary, Positive to Positive, uh, Daniel Driffin, and the entire Thrive SS. Um, he is valuable, Richard A. Hutchinson Jr., and your entire staff. Um, my HIV, um, I'm forgetting your name, uh, Derry, I believe is uh, your nickname, and everybody else that I know personally that is working um, in the field doing the work to end the epidemic of HIV and AIDS. Okay, yeah, no, I know we're near that uh, that many people. He's speaking for all of us. For that part, okay? He's speaking for many of us. Okay, so uh, for me, it would be Donye R. Love, the creator of Sugar in Our Wounds, Fireflies, and One and Two. Guy Anthony, the creator of Black, Gifted, and Whole. And Michael Ward, who just so happens to be somebody who's sitting next to me right now. <laughs> hey, thank you. Um, I think I only have one, I guess, that y'all did not say so far. So, uh, George M. Johnson, who's a writer and journalist. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, that leaves me, and you all took... All of my answers. <laughs> but I did have one in my back pocket. I have this um, this performance artist, and he's a punk rock star named Mickey Blanco. Mm-hmm. And he is yes. uh, HIV. He's living with HIV. And he mm-hmm. said the thing was, he's so unapologetic about his music, his mm-hmm. art, and his performance. What's the most punk rock thing you can do is just let people know that he is thriving with mm-hmm. HIV. So I admire all of his work and all the work that he's done, and also to all the brothers and sisters who are out there working every day to end the uh, disease. Also, Lord knows, I'd be remiss, and he would beat my ass. My nephew, I love you, Tyrell Martin. I speak your name as well. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So with that being said, it is time to get into our year in review. So we're going to work our way back around the opposite direction. So, George, your year in review. I got to start first. So the way that the year in review works is that we're going to talk to you, Misfits, about what 2019 has been like for us. So unlike, you know, usual, like just now when we read off the names and I mean, I guess we kind of spoke in Mm -hmm. between, but we're definitely interact with each other. So it's not something where you're just going to talk about your year and we're silent the whole time. (laughs) If we feel so inclined, we will interact with each other during the course of us talking about our year. Absolutely. Um, 2019. It's been it's it's been a blessed year. Like I, I think I'm gonna piggyback off of what I said when I was here the last time for the BQ and U. Yeah. I really got a chance to kind of delve into what it really means as far as community. So just basically being able to hang around with you guys and reconnect with people that I may not have been able to talk to or see the previous year as far as like the brunches and things like that. I really felt that, that was important to kind of. I don't know what the word is. Um, I guess to kind of recenter yourself. Those brunches have Which, been awesome. I, I mean, and I'm you. glad that you guys have enjoyed them because I mean, it really means a lot to me that you guys enjoy them and come and stuff like that. that and was I want to do idea. more of that. Um, also, getting back into acting classes, which I think has been the most, one of the most important things I've done for myself this year. Okay. And just kind of getting back into that space and holding a script and mm. saying, isn't it beautiful? It's, it is so beautiful to be <laughs> back in that space again. Thousand times. I mean, <laughs> so, but it's just like saying, oh, maybe I, I still have a love for this. You know what I mean? I still mm-hmm. want to, there's things I still want to do and stories I still want to tell. And just to 
be able to have to be in my right mind and to have my health. Thank God. So mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just really grateful for all of that and my family, my friends, and everything. Absolutely. Shorter than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, shit, I didn't expect. Listen, I have a lot of Virgo on my chart, so I have a list. Prepare yourselves. Listen, go on, <laughs> um, me. So uh, I think this year has been um, at least the most productive in a while as far as writing goes, um, with like com- finishing and completing things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not been the most productive, but the most productive in a while. Yeah. So um, at least I feel like it's a good start to kind of going into a new year, new decade, whatever, um, being more prepared or more focused or whatever, a bit more disciplined going in to do even more as I continue. Um, also this year earlier, I did the writing, uh, writer's incentive intensive bleh, with, um, Sundance. Yeah. So that was yeah. a good thing. <laughs> okay. So that was a good thing. A really good, like just first step of getting, you know, in and starting to do more stuff. And I've been trying to focus more on um, attending more events, networking more, um, and just meeting people and, and building those connections to make something uh, happen. Um, I think also, as I've said before, it's been a year of a lot of internal growth, mm-hmm. a lot of like realizations. I think I needed a lot of getting to the whys about things, a lot of um, understanding maybe my emotions better. Yeah. Um, I think because my initial reaction for a lot of things is to like just dismiss something or to just kind of let it go but or even if I'm angry but understanding that maybe behind the anger is hurt or why am I feeling hurt about this thing or why is this really bothering me and then being honest with myself first mm-hmm. about those things so that I can then be honest <clears throat> with the person who did whatever it was to kind of get some kind of resolution or at least that I can express it and then you kind of make the decision when that you want to, I guess, make that right or apologize or do whatever. Mm-hmm. But I've at least made it clear what the issue was and where we're standing, kind of. That's huge. Yeah. Um, that's, that's really huge. Yeah. So, yeah, still a struggle at times. Because, you know, <laughs> just because my initial just reaction is just to let things go. Um, but being honest, though, is, is helpful. Um, and I think it's also not fair to kind of keep everything in from other people because then they don't know. Mm-hmm. Um so there's that. Um, I think that's it. Come I don't on. know. Yeah, that was off the top. You didn't even have a list. <laughs> no, I come did. I oh, just... you did? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I wrote those things down. I thought about it earlier. Oh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I was like, come on, he just speaking it? I love that. Okay. So uh, I do have a list because words matter. Things. Listen. <laughs> so first for me, I'm going to start off with traveling. Uh, as all of you misfits know who are listening, I name every year. And 2019 has been the year of exploration. Uh, and that has meant more than simply going to different places. There's a lot that goes into exploring, uh, exploring oneself. Uh, but <clears throat> I'll start off with travel for the year of exploration. Uh, the goal was to go to a different city every month. I did not achieve that. However, thanks to November, I knocked out three different cities. So that I actually took for two of those months that I didn't get to go somewhere. <laughs> I made up for that by going to three different cities. So we'll start first with January, which was Chattanooga, Tennessee. February was Charleston, South Carolina. March was Jacksonville, Florida. Duval. <laughs> Duval. I'm sorry. I watched The Good Place, and one of the characters is from Jacksonville, so he does that all the time. <laughs> I know way more than I should about Jacksonville because of. I didn't want mine to be that long. I was just going to let you take it. No, you should have did it. We should have did it together. It would have been a lot, right? 
<laughs> um, April was Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, May was Baltimore and D.C. June was Savannah. July, nowhere. August, nowhere, as I pro- was preparing to move, to move into my apartment. Uh, September was once again Baltimore and D.C. October was nowhere. So what was that, three months? Mm-hmm. Uh, so... In November, it was Los Angeles, Las Vegas, and San Diego. So if I'm doing the math properly, is that one more I have to make up for? Yeah. Yeah. So I have one more city I have to make up for, which means I would have to have two cities that I have to go to in December. And I have for December, Miami and Key West. I don't know if that's going to happen, but that would still lead one because, of course, Miami would be December. So Miami is December. That means I would still have to make up two, right? One. Just one? Okay, so then we need to make Key West happen. Yes. <laughs> we need to make both happen, first of all. You should. Just um, start in Miami and then trek your way down to Key West. I got to get that's, to it first. You know, that's what I did last time I went to Key West. Key West is cute. You said it's cute. Good, cute? Right. It's cute. But Child. Sh- shrug <laughs> Listen, right. It. This shrug is making me think, I don't know. I mean, because I think, like, it depends on, like, why you go. Like, Key West is literally, like, just, like, two streets, and that's it for me. Oh. Like, it was cute when I went. Oh, well, see, I've never heard anybody talk about Key West like that before. It was like, just like, hmm. They usually say it's all pretty and stuff. I like, mean, it is pretty. It's at the bottom of Florida, but it just was like, okay. <laughs> well, I've heard because I used to I used to give people a side Sorry, eye when Florida they Florida Tourism Board, this is just totally. <laughs> when people would talk about Fort Lauderdale, I used to roll my eyes at them because when I've gone to Fort Lauderdale, it was like the most boring place ever. But people have said it's changed. It oh, has. Okay. So, okay. It's, it's changed. Okay. Because most most gay people now are, I'm sorry, I'm all in your section, but most You're gay good. people have moved over to like Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Like it used to be really like Miami South Beach that most people thought about when they say Miami and it's like a distinction. Yeah. Are you talking about South Beach? Are you talking about where Trina them from? Because that's a whole different <laughs> set. So if you're talking about South Beach, yes. But Fort Lauderdale, a lot of a lot of uh, the the gay folks now are in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. So maybe I should check out Fort Lauderdale. Maybe Fort Lauderdale, Miami. Okay. And skip over Hollywood. Okay. So that's how we should do that. Um, (laughs) So that has been travel so far uh, with this one month left. Then we have a completion of a chapter. So completion of a chapter for me, I am in what would be my second chapter, my second book. Actually, second. I'm gonna say second book mm-hmm. because my first two years in Atlanta was a whole book. I'm done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was putting all the pieces together to feel like I was properly living in this city, which was living the way I did when I lived up north. You know, mm-hmm. gathering all the things that I need, and that last piece of the puzzle that I needed was getting my apartment. So once I got my apartment, I really feel like I am truly living here now. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, so the new adventure begins. Now that I have all of that, 2020 is the next step. And the next step is for me to truly feel like I am a part of the community of Atlanta. So when I lived up north, I had events that I would host and all that kind of stuff. So I need to get back into that of uh, doing community more than just the podcast, more than just teaching my yoga, like actually going out and really feeling like I'm in the community. Uh, and that even goes beyond being with Chris 180, you know. So uh, that's the next thing. Then turning 40, uh, I, st- <laughs> I still don't really feel it just yet, but I'm also like, what, maybe a smooth week or two into it. Um, so I don't truly feel whatever 40 is supposed <laughs> to be. Uh, but I gather that will happen over the next decade. Uh, but I do know one thing I have felt is uh, what a lot of my uh, 
older sisters have told me, which is when you get into your 40s, if you thought that you were beginning to not give a shit in your 30s, you really aren't going to give a shit in your 40s. (laughs) And um, I I feel that. I feel it. I feel if I could be direct before, I'm even more direct now. Uh, (laughs) Shut your mouth. (laughs) You were holding back before? Okay. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) And... Also, another thing, I've been told before that I can let go of people easily. I feel like even more now. Mm-hmm. Like, and and I think I said it on the last episode with you and I, it's not in a malicious way. Mm-hmm. Not malicious, not petty. It's just, I knew before that chapters come to an end and it was okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm really okay now. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not make it anything dramatic. You know, I had a friendship that recently ended. And kudos to that person when we came to each other and, you know, provided each other. And this wasn't a romantic thing. This mm-hmm. was just friends. But we still had some things that belonged to the other one. We exchanged what belonged to each other without any drama. Nothing shady at all. Just very, you know, thank you. Yeah. Take care. God master V and I was gone. And I want for all of them to be that way. In this decade of my 40s, if there's a separation, if there's we're not dealing with each other anymore, let's do it like adults. No need for drama. Unless we're not speaking no more. Chill. We were what we were to each other. That chapter is ended. You know. Working on that. Right. Y'all better both say. I'm like working on that. Because it's a bitch or two I want to slap in the fucking face. Oh, yeah. But I'm working on that. (laughs) That's honest, though. That's a part of your healing. Slapping bitches. What part? What part was the part of the healing? The part, the part of you, the part of you acknowledging that you're still working on oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, for all I know, you slapping somebody could be a part of your healing. It may not be the healthiest thing, but not maybe for them. Oh, because they're getting slapped. Oh, maybe they need it. I don't. Hey, <laughs> I'm just. Maybe I can turn anything do. into a positive. Listen, <laughs> and if that is the gift that they need to go into the this new hum year, that you have going on. If that's the gift they need to go into the new year, I can deliver that. I'm doing my oh. Will Smith red table talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's our go-to. Okay, uh, next for me is Yoga Alliance. Um, I've had to be very quiet about it, so I still won't say too much because I don't know how much I'm allowed to say. But I've worked with Yoga Alliance quite a bit this year. It's no, for real. Like on some, right, on some contractual stuff, I'm not supposed to say a lot. Okay. So I'm like, let me be mindful. Um, I have done several things with them. I am grateful. Okay. You know, because they're, they're pretty major. Mm-hmm. So as a yogi, being able to work with an organization as major as Yoga Alliance has been a blessing in 2019. So I appreciate that. Uh, next is getting to meet Doug Spearman. That was really awesome. Uh, being able to actually converse with him and to let him know that for this queer black boy, being able to see somebody like Chance on TV, where so often I didn't feel like I saw myself at all. And I told him, I was like, that's me. You know, I, I knew as a kid, well, as a teenager, that that's who I was going to be when I grew up. So uh, that was pretty awesome to be able to actually say that to him. Have a little emotional moment that I wasn't expecting, um, but that was really cool as well. And then my disconnect from social media. Uh, It felt very different this time when we uh, had the break from the podcast. That month and I think it was like a month and maybe another month and a week or something like that. Yeah, it was longer this time. It felt good. And I've talked about this on the podcast already about how normally when I take breaks, I may peek a little bit, you know, go on real quick to see what people are saying and stuff like that and then jump back off. Total disconnect this time. 
wasn't on social media at all. And it was one of the best feelings I've had in a long time. And it let me know that if I decide that I'll take a longer break, maybe for a couple of months, I'll actually be good. Mm-hmm. There are other ways to get your news. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't have to be on social media in order to find out what's going on in the world. And it was just a necessary, uh, a necessary exhale. Mm. A really, really good exhale. And I'm thankful for it. I am. And yeah, that's my year in review. Yay, say the best for last again. <laughs> so I, I haven't named my chapters of life. Um, but if I would say like 2019 for me has just been a year of expansion and elevation in ways that I, I've wanted, but I've been almost afraid to step into um, uh, of my year. And I would just start off by saying that um, like I met this incredible group of guys that I'm talking to right now this year. Um, just this year, I had an event, uh, my very first event with uh, Counter Narrative Project. Um, and we did a screening of Marlon Riggs' Tongues Untied. And they came to my screening. It was my very first all by did, me. We did. They did. <laughs> this, was my, this was my very first event. Um, that was your first event? My very first event. Wow. By myself, planning it from the rooter to the tutor. And they was like, here you go. Whatever you want to do, make it happen. But then reason. Um, to do things. But it was, it was such a great experience of me stepping into that role. Um, because I've kind of been comfortable in the background. And it's not mm. necessarily like... As an actor on stage, I guess um, because I'm not Michael per se, I'm I'm infusing Michael into a character. Um, my exhibitionist side of it kind of takes over, and that's a little bit easier for me. But for me to actually do community work and, and stand up there and um, do events for Black gay men or Black queer spaces, um, it was it was. It was it was it was challenging, but I I was able to do it, and I'm blessed and thankful that uh, they gave me the opportunity to do it, and I got to meet uh, Raven and uh, George came and forever be supportive of that, and I've met you as well this year. So I would say that like to start off with my 2019 is awesome. I don't want to give y'all my travel itinerary, <laughs> um, no shade, but that was a part of my thing. So I looked at my Google uh, my Google Docs because I don't really do New Year's resolutions, mm-hmm. but I kind of write down like. Um, goals, ambitions, anything that I want to like do. And for 2018, I had said I wanted to travel more. And so I went and looked back at, you know, what was my 2018? And I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm about to do it this year. Hop on a fucking plane if you need to hop on a plane. And so I started this year off in um, Chicago. I auditioned for grad schools, um, which was also stepping out of my comfort zone. I love learning. I love school, but I auditioned for um, MFA in theater and got callbacks. So I was like, oh my God, I really can do this. I really can do it. Because sometimes as an artist, you know, you you do it in this kind of insulated kind of thing. And it was like, okay, so these people don't know me. They don't, they don't know anything, but I had to travel to freezing cold Chicago in January. And it was like that whole vortex thing that was going on. And I'm from Florida. So it just was one of them kind of things where I'm like, people live in this? Like they do this. But um, I got to I got to audition for grad schools and got some callbacks and I auditioned. So that was stepping out of my comfort zone as well. Um, and then I came back February. I did New York Fashion Week. I got to walk in it, which was like my first time ever um, doing that in New York. It was a, an awesome experience um, being able to do that. Now I got to think of everywhere else I went. I went to... Uh, <laughs> I might as well do it now. I'm in February. Um, went to New York. I did uh, Vegas for the first time. I went to 
uh, my very first lesbian wedding, which was beautiful. I mm -hmm. went home to Houston in May. Mm -hmm. um, I hadn't been home to Houston in six years since my grandfather passed, rest his soul. Um, and it was just good. And um, I'm ending in Houston this year. We'll get we'll get to December. Um, <laughs> but I went to Houston. Um, after that was like uh, my my birthday blowout. It, it started off kind of small, but then I was like, dream bigger. Like, what do you really want to do? So I ended up going to see my um, great, great aunt. I'm trying to learn this family tree thing. But my great aunt in St. Louis for her 90th birthday. And that was transformative for me. Mm -hmm. Like getting to start my birthday weekend off, um, listening to her talk about picking cotton, mm. about being a sharecropper. In, uh, in Texas and Louisiana, where, you know, I'm originally from of Texas and my people are from. But just to listen to her stories of what it was like, of segregation, of like witnessing a black president at 90 years old, still smiling, still thriving, just happy about life, happy to be here, like to start my birthday weekend off. Like that was transformative for me. So flew from St. Louis to Fort Lauderdale. And that's why I say, you know, you know, most of the gays are in Fort Lauderdale. Got to bring my birthday in like the W. It just one of the things that I have to do, like I did this year, too, is just say, like, it's OK to spend money when you have money, because I'm I'm not I'm not scared of it, but I'm just kind of nervous that like one day I'll be broken destitute i think it comes from my upbringing my dad has always been so practical mm. um but this year i was like fuck it just spend a little bit money on yourself you want to do it you have the means yeah. you work for it you work hard enough for it so waking up on the beach and seeing the sunrise and like i always want to do that on my birthday is like start my birthday i was talking to god yeah. or the universe um asking for what i want and bringing in my 33rd birthday um, my jesus year i felt like hey why not talk to God? Why not talk to Jesus about it? Then flew from Fort Lauderdale to Grand Cayman. Um, my first international trip ever in life and by myself. Mm -hmm. um, and really, it taught me a lot about myself as a person, how I travel, what I do, the things that I, I want to do. And Grand Cayman is absolutely beautiful. Um, then flew back to Fort Lauderdale, flew back to Orlando. I mean, not Orlando. I did fly through Orlando back to Atlanta. Um, did that. And then... My first ever international trip to Europe after I went with my best friend of like two decades, um, Barcelona, mm -hmm. um, Amsterdam, <laughs> survived <laughs> Amsterdam, and um, ended in uh, Paris and then back to Barcelona um, and then flew through New York. And um, even being international, one of the things that I've been working on this year too is like me being a black gay man and owning my space, taking up space in different parts of the world and what does that mean? Mm -hmm. um, but being able to go to a different country and show up as my black gay self and, and find those spaces. So then just came back from Indianapolis. I talked about that. And then I will be in Nashville this upcoming weekend. Then I'm in New Orleans and then I'm in Tampa. And then I'm ending my year in Houston because I felt like it's a new decade. Um, I want to see my family. Mm -hmm. I need to see my grandma. I want to hug her and kiss on her and lay up under her and just feel the love of a family as I close out this year Yeah, um, of doing that. Oh my God. So everything else on my list, not my phone <laughs> went out y'all. So I'm, you know, I'm all about lists. So um, I also shot my very first film as an actor. Woo! Um, hey, the, the film that is taking forever and a day to come out, but I'm just so excited. It took us forever to shoot it. And it really taught me about patience because 
theater is so immediate you know it's so yes. it's so immediate two hours and i'm back home you know and i do a start to finish but this really challenged me as an actor i know as you said george of getting back into it but just the feeling of holding a script mm-hmm. of uh being a character of getting into the emotional life of this character that was exciting for me um oh yeah and i saw my very first broadway play which is also nice. um i saw choir boy terrell alva mccraney mm-hmm. um which meant a lot to me my very first broadway play was a black gay playwright mm. um and it was just amazing. Jeremy Pope is is an amazing actor. Um, the guy from Queen Sugar, Nicholas Ashay, I want to say his name is, and I'm forgetting the name of the other's actors. Universe, love on them because I'm forgetting them. But um, just that whole experience of like seeing and being like, oh my God, one day I want to do this. And, and Oprah talks about dreaming big and um, like our dreams aren't big enough if they don't scare us. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that scared me because I'm like, I want to do Broadway. And then I was like, oh shit. But then it was like, why not? Why why can't you dream there you go. this big? And why, why can't you have that? But just personally in my growth, I'm in therapy. I'm working on uh, my issues of letting go, my issues of letting things die when they need to die. Mm. And that it's okay. Friendships, relationships, you know, it's okay to walk away from love that no longer serves you. It is. And um, it is going to be what it is. And it's no, um, it's, it's not a bad thing. I'm learning about that in life. So this year for me, now of being 33, of, of stepping into it, my I don't give a fuckness, mm-hmm. my, my <laughs> that that's getting a little bit stronger, but dreaming bigger, loving harder, and leaning into friendships of, of entering into black gay spaces and not... Not instantly going on the defense mode, mm-hmm. but just filling the rooms with with a different energy, and it's it's really been a really great year for me. I'm I'm blessed, and I'm thankful, and I'm grateful, and I'm humbled all in the same time. And um, Jesus, I feel like I need Oscar music now. <laughs> Wrap it up, right. Wrap this up, kid. Wrap it up. So yes, so yes, this has just been an awesome year. <laughs> Yes, listen, listen. It has been full that. Mm hmm. Live live a full year. Damn you. It's okay to live a full life. Whatever. (laughs) I told him because he he does we all the time, and I was like, before I know it, I'm gonna start saying it. Your pronouns? Yes. We're gone. We're gone. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back with good news. I can't stand George. We'll be back. And now it is time for good news. So I think that was pretty cool, the whole review. I think that went well. Mm-hmm. It did. Thank you. I'm like, everybody's so damn quiet. Like. <laughs> so, okay. So I've explained what good news is for our newbie who's here. So he's going to start us off as we go around for what our good news is for this particular episode. Um, so <laughs> me putting good energy out into the world. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I think my good news has been a counter-narrative project of putting um, great content for black gay men um, and working with different initiatives as far as health-wise, um, social justice-wise, um, voter rights, all of those things about um, black gay men that, that we don't hear very often. And probably for me, being 13 years of living with HIV and I'm still here in good health and um, good sound mind. Um, on World AIDS Day, I mean that is always a cause to celebrate the good news. Absolutely, absolutely, that's great news, indeed. Mr. Hill, uh, let's see. I think 
the good news is just maybe basically being able to fellowship with you guys mm -hmm. on another uh, recording. Um, and I think I said this probably last year too. I think I just love, again, as we wrap the year up, just seeing more and more black queer content creators yes. yeah. doing the work and making amazing, kind of like brilliant, you know, like life altering work. So I mean, I'm just, I want to see more of that. And also I forgot to say these two books during the book um, discussion, Darnell L. Moore's uh, No Ashes in the Fire mm -hmm. and Michael Arsenault's I Can't Date Jesus. Definitely go read those books. They're amazing. Saeed Jones as well. I also left him off of the Black Gay List as well too. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Um, good news. Um, I guess just friendship and just um, uh, strengthening friendships um, and realizing how close maybe you are with some people. Sometimes you kind of forget that, and it mm -hmm. takes different things for you to realize that you guys really are tight, or how important you guys are to each other. Um, and just how friendships can kind of become family or extended family. Mm -hmm. So yeah. That's a word. That's an important word. Very. I'm here for that. Okay. Uh, and my good news is that this isn't the last episode of the year. BHW and I are actually going to be back with our revolutions, which I don't think, no, it didn't take place last year. So we have revolutions for that ass coming up for our last episode of the year. <laughs> so if you are not familiar with revolutions, uh, then you need to go all the way back to December of 2017 mm -hmm. and educate yourself <laughs> on what revolutions are. <laughs> Otherwise, you will hear about it when our episode comes up uh, for revolutions in two weeks. No, this episode we're recording on World AIDS Day, but it actually doesn't go up until a week after that so it won't be on the following tuesday it'll be the tuesday after that so i think that's the 10th of december maybe before the year ends right you'll hear our voices again so i'm fairly certain that the revolution episode will be on christmas eve there we go that i do know okay revolution episode christmas eve ta-da and ta so if uh we don't say uh follow on the healing space we say walk with so if somebody would like to walk with you on social media michael how would they do so you can walk with me on Instagram at Michael X Ward. Um, you can follow me. I'm sorry. Walk with me on. I, damn, I forgot just that quick. <laughs> walk with me, people. Walk with me. Um, that's probably the main form of. Uh, I'm a visual person, so main form of uh, communication. But Facebook, Michael Ward, um, as well. Yeah. No Twitter. Oh yeah, Twitter. <laughs> The freak. Tw I'm joking. Oh my God! Listen, that's real. That's real. Twitter after dark. Um, you can follow me at Michael X Ward as well on Twitter. So, okay, yeah. Mr. Hill. Oh, my favorite part. Um, <laughs> you can walk with me at uh, on Instagram at the gg one. That's T H E G G number one. And uh, George Hill on Facebook. I don't have a Twitter. So. <laughs> there we go. Oh. Come on, listen, listen. Well then, surprises for 2020. Be quiet, be quiet. Okay. <laughs> um, the only thing I really use is my Twitter. So, uh, my <laughs> shut up. So my Twitter is just call me Otis. And yeah. <laughs> It's always so funny because you're the only one where you'll say it and then it sounds like some, some more supposed to go after. And it's like, no, I that's it. I should say something else because I have other stuff, but I've never posted on Facebook. And I have, I rarely post on Instagram. So, yeah. Ta da. Listen, <laughs> facts. You can go look at those pictures and see those I think dates. It's only been three this year. So Listen, yeah. whole year. It does not happen. <laughs> 
Uh, you can walk with the healing space at thspodcast.com. On Facebook and Instagram, it is thspodcast. And for Twitter, it is underscore thspodcast. For myself, I'm Scorpiogi across all platforms. And you can uh, walk with us as far as listening to the podcast on all major streaming platforms. That's Spotify, that's Apple Podcast, that's Podbean, that's uh, Stitcher, that's SoundCloud, that's Google Play for those of you with Android. You can listen to us everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. Get your listen on. Uh, it's we, we can't listen to it. We can't listen to Google Play. That's a fact. That's not shade. Those okay. of you who have Google Play, we can't hear it. Okay. I didn't think that was shade. Thank you. Virgos. That's what Virgos do. They, they start off stuff at the last minute. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. <laughs> We're going to go. I would like to thank BHW for being back in the place with us. I would like to thank George Hill. I would like to thank Michael Ward. Uh, this has been a pretty awesome BQ&U year in review. Look at you. Because words matter. And they mean things. <laughs> Is that going to become a new thing for us for 2020? <laughs> so until the next episode, thank you all so much. We love you. Namaste. Namaste.